Good Wednesday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you through the I Love Seville Network on a show today presented by Ross Mortgage, Scott Morris and Ross Mortgage. Count on Ross Mortgage and Scott Morris and his team to get you to the closing table and beyond in a home of your dreams, an investment property of your choosing, or a vacation home that's going to make the family Happy and full of memories, Scott Morris and Ross Mortgage. Judah Wickhauer, the director. Keith Smith, the star of the show. The website, Real Talk with Keith Smith. The energy is picking up. The coffee is flowing through the panelists. Judah, if we could go to the studio camera, my friend, and let's welcome a panel of memorable proportions right here. Good morning. <laughs> memorable. Memorable. <Yeah>. Memorable. <laughs> Speaking of memorable, um, last Wednesday was awesome. Just wanted to kick it off. I received a couple of phone calls from agents. Oh, it was awesome. And, and listeners and viewers who all wish to remain anonymous, uh, but they walked away. They learned a lot, and uh, they liked the fun and the banter, and so it was, really, it was really interesting. It was great to hear. It was heartwarming to hear that we made a difference in a couple of people's uh, real estate lives. The most watched homebuyer seminar in the history of Central Virginia. The whole history. History we, of Central Virginia. We have to track that data. Now, it was the only home buyer <laughs> seminar, I think, that's ever been live streamed across this many social media platforms. So we had an advantage there. But I thought it was dynamic. The case studies were relevant. Yeah. Scott Morris, per usual, was on point. Thank you. Thank you. So, Scott, talk about your world. How's things going in, in the application world? And, you know, are we, are we busy, not busy? What's, busy, what's, what's the world Busy applications, like? leads up, all the things. The struggle is, uh, you know, is getting under contract. Uh, mm-hmm. There's still a limited amount of inventory, and people are getting their tails kicked, uh, you know, making very good offers. So, you know, I've talked to uh, some 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 partners who do a lot of volume um, and they they everyone's experiencing the same thing like making very good offers um without putting their clients uh interest at risk and uh you know it's get we're getting into crazy town of you know everything's waived uh you know uh Houses listed that you know you can tell aren't going to appraise uh, just a, a, a variety, um, and that in in multiple markets uh, here, Richmond, uh, Lynchburg, Northern Virginia, it's it's very much the same thing. Now, as you know, as you get into some more rural areas, uh, we do see. Uh, some one-offs, like uh, got a, a condo in Base, Virginia. Where's uh, that? It's like right on the West Virginia line for mm. like a hundred thousand dollars with seller concessions. Mm. Um, so that was amazing for the client. Is that first base or second base? Uh, it's B A Y S E. Yeah. Well I, done, Keith. When, I, I thought that was clever. When that was I, good. It, I was, it was. It was. Dad when, joke. When I was uh, <laughs> when I saw the contract come in, I, I kind of I was like, I have no idea where this is. So. Yeah, you had to Google it. Where, yeah, one hundred percent. I got so, I got something for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a perfect springboard to start the show. Maybe the first um, sizzle reel of the program here. I'm this getting is, better um, at that. This is good. This is actually a really good talking point for both of you guys. Good. Um, this is from one of your colleagues, Keith. Oh. Okay. Um, Matt Nice. Oh. He put this on Facebook. Yeah. Can I read it? Can I? Absolutely. This is a fantastic talking point. Absolutely. Great shout out to Matt Neese. We should tag him. Okay. I will tag Matt Neese. Um, I'll do it right now. Here's what, here's what Keith's colleague, he's an agent, a realtor, wrote. 
I'm very curious at your take. The KW agent, too. Yeah, KW agent. Sizzle reel waiting to happen. Public service announcement for Charlottesville, Virginia. Congrats, home values will soar again this year. It's a fantastic time to talk to your realtor about selling. In my opinion, this year will be 2021 all over again. I am seeing multiple offer situations in competitive sales already. Matt Neese posted that. Anywhere you guys want to go. Yeah, so I'll I'll jump in first. It's exactly what Scott was just about ready to say. And, you know, over to our left, we've got the boob tube on the wall running. So if you watch the boob tube and and they're – flashing home values are dropping five percent well the question is is where it sure is not happening here we did on monday a quick analysis and i may have the exact number off a little bit what sold at lake monticello the first quarter of last year versus the first quarter of this year just up 10 percent so you know right now you could not think of a better time to sell your home to get the most value from it so to scott's point uh, and that's happening all over. I mean, there was an Esmont home that we looked at, one of our agents looked at over the weekend that they couldn't get in until 7.30 at night on Sunday because it was booked all the way through the weekend. So, you know, shout out to Matt, Matt Neese, KW agent. You know, he's spot on. You know, couldn't think of a better time to put your home on the market. A little struggling on the buy side, but we, we've got some tools we can help you out with that. Scott Morris. Um yeah, so speaking of tools, um, I've got a great opportunity for a client um, who's who's going to be using a 2-1 buy-down, um, and so, you know, we're still in a perfect environment for that. Um, but when we talk about uh, home prices declining and home prices increasing and competition and all these things, so there's a Wall Street Journal article that just came out, and it shows a divided line right at uh, essentially the Mississippi. So anything west of that, um, uh, Austin, Texas, uh West, um, that's, those are declining markets, and the East Coast is absolute fire from Florida to New York. Um, and part of that has to do with uh, some of the decline in uh, tech companies and growth and how some of that activity has actually shifted over to the East Coast. That's exactly right. And we live in an area that when we were talking about what's going to happen with the economy and all these things where we said, you know, we may not be recession-proof, but we're definitely recession-resistant. And that's due to the fact that we're supported, and I say this over and over again, by the university and the alphabets. And the alphabets, I mean, INJIC and DIA and uh, all of the uh, Buffalo Group, the government contractors. And that that is from Northern Virginia down. When you look at the communities that largely survived the last great unpleasantness that we had uh the areas from delaware maryland northern virginia uh through virginia beach were were very much uh and and charlottesville for that matter uh survived it very well because so much of that is fed through government contract income and the communities that support that income so it's just like in the military you've got your people who are on the tip of the spear but then you've got all of your people who are bringing uh, beans and band-aids and bullets so and that means you know coffee houses restaurants everything that is part of the supply chain that that money is supporting inside of each community mm, scotty mo coming for it right there mark that for the first sizzle reel 2021 is this year 2021 2021 you look back at american history one of the most how would you characterize 2021 this from, was, a, from a real estate perspective yeah Explosive. Yeah, I actually think this is going to be roller coaster. 
I think from a value proposition, and I've just quickly looked at what just came, what's hit the market the last seven days. We have 80 units, but 25 of them are coming soons. We haven't seen a lot of coming soons yet. But I think when we get to this time last year, I think... This time next year? Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. But by the time we get to this time next year, um, I think we're going to... 2023 isn't going to be better than 2021 from a total sales volume of, not volume of sales but a sales price point i mean we're we're up 10 percent lake monticello i went back and looked at the numbers where you guys were talking you know so that just, basically means what, what you guys are predicting right here on the show is homeowners in this area if we're going to say it's better than 2021 I which is what you were saying which is what you were saying which is what matt niece is saying i've tagged niece i think niece is watching right now matt niece jump in the mix with some perspective if it's better than 2021 Homeowners in this metro area, double-digit appreciation yet again. So you had double-digit so appreciation was, in 2021. You basically had double-digit appreciation in 2022. You're saying it again for 2023. 2020 was darn near close to double-digit appreciation. So the where is going to matter on the double-digit. So I don't think you're going to see a blanketed double-digit increase. I think price point's going to have a lot to do with it. Where is going to have a lot to do with it. features and conditions, all my normal six things I talk about all, all the time um, that I, I actually say in my sleep at night. I found that out this morning, according to Yona. But the, <laughs> re, the, but the, reality, the reality of it is you'll have different areas that are probably in the low single digits and some in the, in the low double digits. But, you know, man, just... I a, think to that point is... Um, you know, five years ago, you had homes. Uh, so if, if the university is really growing by 10%, that's bodies. Uh, Injic is growing, that's bodies. Um, data is growing. We data, have all these. All these things are coming, that's bodies. So what's going to suffer is your entry-level price point, which we talk about all the time, but it's essentially, it's going to be gone. And what you will have is you're going to have a bunch of people who've got $600,000 houses who are now worth eight hundred, who think they're worth a million. So that's the stuff that's gonna, that we're already seeing that's going to sit on the market um, for longer than it should. And price matters, man. Price matters. Um, you're seeing what's sitting on the market longer than it should is... Million plus, or what people think is a million plus. Okay, so what you're seeing sitting on the market, I think is you're, you're eight, you're eight fifty, eight hundred, eight fifty up. Um, I think there's some. That's where the, it gets really gray, and you really need the right professional in there, uh, putting that house on the market. Um, because if you miss at that price point, you're nobody showing up at the door. Keith Smith, thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, yeah, you're hundred percent right. You know, and there's there's a reason why I do what I do. To it at the point that it's annoying, uh-huh. right? Which is location. Which which thing? This this. this, this, this. <laughs> I, I love you, homie. I love you. You know I love you. He's my boy. He's my inner inner circle boy. We we I, I only zing him like this on the show. I don't even do it off the show. I strictly I strictly do it for the sake of the show. I'm gonna write down. What is it? Jerry I, did this at 10:29. No, I am the executive producer. <laughs> you are the executive producer. The show is real talk with Keith Smith. Yeah, well, back to the comments we received. This is what people love. People love the, the back zi- and forth, the back yeah. and forth, yeah. and the zinging and all that kind of all that kind of great stuff. Um, and it's fun. But look, <clears throat> you know, I, I, again, I constantly use Lake Monticello as the litmus test. Right? It's just an easy thing to get a a, a, a grip around. And I happen to know we're right now looking at ten actives in Lake Monticello. I happen to know two of them because I've lost deals. 
to two of them are going to end up going into the pending mark here because they just haven't haven't cycled through cycled through yet. So we really have somewhere between eight homes available at Lake Mo Lake Monticello right now. At the moment, not a single one of them are below 325. Not a single home in Lake Monticello is below 325. I mean, it, it, it sounds like what you guys are saying to me, single-family detached in Central Virginia come Q1 next year. We're at the end of Q1. This literally is the end of first quarter of this year. This time next year, you're saying single-family detached starter home, first-time home buyer, is basically going to be a four. That's basically what you're saying. Well, there's two, there's, there's two 325s, and then it jumps up to 399. So If we're getting another double-digit appreciation yeah, after last yeah. year, double-digit appreciation at Lake Monticello, yeah. after the year before that, double-digit appreciation at Lake Monticello, yeah. and in 2020, we had pretty darn near close to double-digit appreciation. So, you're saying it's going to be a four yeah, this so, time next year. Yeah, so I really, you know, so the, the median, the high and low list price right now is 423. You know, but there's a there's one in particular that's on the market that's been on the market for 233 days. We take that out. It, well, in th it's the highest, so the medium kicks that out automatically, right? It also kicks out the, the the low end. But if I was to go in and change that and drop out that 7.99, my suspicion is is you're somewhere you're somewhere in the high threes to low floors. Right 3.75. That's yeah, what you think. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would I would say there you that. go. And then you know, and 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 this. The, the, the interesting thing is 34 Expensive. of them are in pending. And to your point, the medium pending price is 337 So we're creeping up. We're creeping up. Lack of inventory. But this is – we would take a look at in the city of Charlottesville. Uh, uh, we end up seeing this, the, same, the same thing. I, I do want to at some point get to this 170-something pages that dropped last night, which I have not read which is the Home Buyers Incentive Generational Trends Report. And we talk about this on the show. We do this every year around this time of the year. Uh, but we called, um, I can't remember what show it was. It was before the beginning, uh, begin before the beginning of this year. So I'm going to read this one sentence because I think this is impactful. In terms of, this is, this is uh, from the staff report or the executive uh, summary report. In terms of numbers, the shift was huge. In 2021, millennials made up 43% of the buyers. So 2021, we had 43% of the buyers. Last year, it dropped to 28%. So we went from 43 to 28%. But what went up? The boomers went up by 10% on that, on that end of it. So we've been talking about this, that... It's not interest rates. It's not whatever. A lot of this is going to be generational pressure putting on from the buyer's side of it. Got to read through 170-something pages uh, with lots of pictures and stuff like that, which is fun. It's easy for Smith. We'll get Scotty Moe in the mix on this. Basically, the boomers have a market advantage because they own a home currently. They can sell it. That translates to a bag of money that they can use in the next purchase. That's the advantage they have over millennials and Gen Zers who do not own real estate right now. Anywhere you want to go. Well, that's exactly what you know where we're at. And the number one thing that I, I preach to to anyone who who's saying that they they want to wait is is going if if you get in now, you can build some equity towards your next step. The longer that you take to do that, the more challenging taking that step is. That ladder, those the rungs on that ladder get wider and wider. The longer that you take to get in to to get started. So that's interesting. Gen Z jumped from four to seven percent. 
Now we need to figure out what Gen Z is. Gen Z, Judah's got a, he's got a chart. With yeah, monitors. we got a chart. We, we got, got a chart. chart. We got a like chart it. we can put on screen. Let us know when that's on screen. Gen it's Z's our generational chart. Born 99 through 2011. Oh, look at that. Judah. Look at you. It's huh? on screen right now. I got to tell you, Judah, I like that shirt. It looks, it looks very good on you. Look at the joke. We had two big meetings this afternoon. Man, mm-hmm. Man's dressed to impress over there. It, 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 your eyes pop with it. Just wow, keep saying your eyes are popping over there. Yeah. You know, it looks good. The it's generational good. chart is up. So Gen Z, Keith Smith, 1997 to 2012. Uh, well, according to this report, I'm looking at 99 to 2011. So... We might have basically up, the same. We have to might have to update our charts here. Millennials, eighty-one to ninety-six. There's this hybrid category that's floating around called Zillennials, which is the young millennials yeah, yeah, yeah. and the old Gen Zers. The Zillennials, in particular, strapped with student debt, having difficulty buying real estate first time, credit card debt also a problem right now. Of course, they're in a very inflationary period and a difficult labor period right now. So looking at a couple of quick notes here, um, i got to get into the percentage of it, but uh, uh, another takeaway, um, another major surprise is people are still moving much further, an average of 50 miles away. So 50 miles away from, um, i got to dig into that, is probably the center of employment where they're working. So to this drive to you qualify, which I hate, um, much like uh, date the rate, marry the mortgage, or mortgage the house. Or uh, date the rate, marry the house. Yeah, I hate that, that. one. Very frustrating. Yeah, I hate, I hate that. Uh, so it's and and, and um, that sounds multi- like some loan officers come, came up with that idea over there. I think that is actually. I, 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 he actually. I, I watch in social media. I see it slung around by realtors more than I, I do LOs. Touché. I actually. Hey, that's very true. I see it slung by agents more than LOs. No doubt about that. Um, multi-generational homes, we've been talking about that, are the most common for boomer homeowners and are remaining the highest level historically at 14%. So 14% of all the sales last year were multi-generational. That is where, you know, uh, we, we talked mo- about that the, uh, on Monday. With yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 I, and, I, and I know one of them, one of these Lake Monticello's is a multi-generational that my client lost, uh, which will come out of the active. Into- so we know for certain now it's... Well, you guys lost on that one? Well, I lost that one, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that was Lake Monticello right under seven? It was six ninety nine and three, four, five houses away from me. So personally. Basically 700000 three or four houses from Keith. That's about as close to seven hundred grand. Six ninety nine 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 nine. That's right. Let's call it $700,000. let us call Never it Never understood why agents do that. You know why agents do that. It's, it's, it's to get it under the field category people, with search. people search, yeah. 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 Well, that, and we're, this is America. Like this, that's the, the Walmart the, That's the longest-running uh, sales strategy. Well, like, you know, you know, it goes back to the, like, I think the 20s or even before that. I'm pretty sure Sam Walton did that in Bentonville, Arkansas, as he launched his first um, country store, now Walmart. Um, Keith Smith. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 interesting. So uh, one of our mutual friends, Coach Rateau, which is a couple of houses away from me, uh, Monroe Rateau. Yeah, you know my. Oh, yeah, Monroe's yeah. my boy. Bring and up they, and, uh, they, and they and they watch. Yeah, and they watch. used to be the uh, boys basketball coach at Fluvanna County High School. He was the AD. One of the uh, his best basketball teams were the Twin Towers, the Blackwell Twins. Yeah. Front court bruisers. 
took Fluvanna County to the regional playoffs. I think they won it. I was a staff writer for the Daily Progress when Monroe Rateau was stomping on the sidelines. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I know uh, Fluco basketball and Fluco football quite well. So he Big was... ups Jason Barnett. Big ups Scott Morris, the athletic director. So his answer to me, question to me was, oh my God, what's going to happen to my tax assessments next year? Big ups Mad Dog Mike Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> also a board supervisor. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Mike Sheridan. Mike Sheridan. Uh, Got a he, special place, Fluvanna County, in my heart. Yeah, he uh, he is, I think, vice chair now. I think from being chair for quite a while, and Miss Moselle Booker took over took over chair. So the conversation around the the the, the corner the corner uh, as I'm cooling down for my bike ride was is what is a Smith? What is this going to do to my tax assessment? I said, well, it's going to go up. And oh, by the way, you now have more value. And his answer to his question to me is, "Do you think I should sell now?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." <laughs> so, uh, let me give you my card. <laughs> and he went, "No, no, no." I meant Yona helped me sell. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it's it's uh, man, that's that's the point here. This you're out of the inventory is ridiculously low. If you want to sell. Now's the time to go ahead and do it, but definitely on the buy side. So, so talk to me a little bit, Scott. What, what, I know we do this all the time. You talked about a 2-1 buy down. You know, from a lender's perspective, how can we get creative to win the deals? Well, the biggest problem with that right now is the fact that you, to, to make that make sense, uh, you need seller concessions to do it, and getting an offer accepted with seller concessions in this market is more and more challenging. Um, so... When we went through a period, as we go through the ups and downs of what we're, I think we are on a downward trajectory as far as rates go, um, and we've seen that the more things break inside the economy, uh, the 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 more the the bond market reacts to it as a safe haven, and and rates gradually decline. So, uh, should we actually face a real recession? Well, we'll that'll help us get there faster. Um, not not necessarily what we want for a, a nation, but uh, it, it may be the effects from the medicine that it's receiving. Um, outside of, of seller concessions, uh, how quickly can we close? Uh, let, you know, how can we protect you uh, with uh, an appraisal gap uh, cover? So let's say you're offering uh, $500,000 on a $420,000 list price. Maybe you say that you'll cover the gap from 480 to 500, for, from 480 and above. But if it comes in at say 435, uh, then we go. Everybody's back to the drawing board. Um, so there's there's tools there's uh, strategies there's there's different things that we can do to help you put together a safe offer an offer that not only you comfortable with it, but protects you going forward because uh, we're going to see uh, continued appreciation um, but to what point does is it not enough to make it make sense if you're having to go so far above list in order to win the offer good take <clears throat> so we're in Richmond a little bit as you know right we're trying to help help Yvonne and Houston buy in Richmond, plus i got a couple other clients and in certain specific areas. Let's give Matt Neese some love. And he's, get, t- he's talking, he's watching right now. Hey, hey, well, I did, and I started up. Matt, yeah. great write-up. Thank you for what you were doing, and you're, and you're spot on. But, you know, when I first met him, I can't many how many years ago, when we were 
helping him coach him a little bit. I knew that dude was going to be a rock star. So he's, he gets it. He understands it. He gets you have to put 110% in. But what I was getting to, thank you for make, reminding me to do that, Jerry. So the, um, we're starting to see the volume of offers decrease from like 30 to 50 to 15. So I, I think that's kind of, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and we go through like, uh, we go through these booms of go. insanity. Um, and then some people are, you know, they pour, they throw the towel in. They say, look, if it's this crazy, I'm just not doing it. I can't do it. Or I'm not doing it here. Um, and then we see, you know, week over week, the same. If you're out there and you're making offers and you're trying to find success, if you continually go to the well, eventually you'll draw water. Um, and we also see these booms of inventory come in so that makes it a little easier as well but if you're somebody if you if you if you've gone after it two or three times and you think that you've just had enough uh that's it does take people out of the pool but at the same time in order for you to win you've got to keep going you gotta after stay in the game got to stay in the game got to stay in the game so a continuing shot it gets back to the michael jordan about uh take it take the no taking shot at the end of the game yeah you know you know how many game winners he missed when he didn't take uh, the shot at the end of the game. There's like thousands, like some huge. You gotta, you gotta take the shot at the end huge, of the game. Huge, huge, huge. That's what you're saying. Up. Take your shot. Yeah, that's basically what he's saying. So to to um, my dear friend Scott's point, um, a Monday, uh, excuse me, last Wednesday there was only 70 that came on the market. Now I'm looking at 90. Mm. Right. So that's a little bit of that's a little bit of little bit of a bump. Now I I need to take a dive into that 25 of them are coming soon so technically they're not on the market you know for the general public at this point but in our in our situation in our mls we can see them but i want to continue the the shout out to uh my dear good friend matt matt niece on that end of it what he's trying to say is the exact conversation i had with yvonne in houston you know they were asking me how come how come it went from 50 to 15, and you're starting to see some people peel off for many reasons, right? They're getting frustrated. They're peeling off. They want to take a two-week break. To Jerry's point, and as Michael Jordan's comment, now's the time to stay in because now's the time to win. And we were having a conversation like, well, you know, uh, spring break's coming. Well, if you're buying a house... Spring break and wait. Spring break and wait. You can say, you know what, I mean... I've had some good times at Panama City Beach. I mean, yeah. we saw a super active. This is a different spring break. This <laughs> spring is break and this wait. is not that spring break, sir. Scotty Moe knows about that kind of spring this break. This spring break, I wouldn't know. I was defending our country where you guys were having fun. There you go. But um, the the reality of it is, is if let those people peel off and you stay in the game, yeah. and and you end up with at least competing against 15 instead of 50. Well, do we expect Scott and Keith more inventory to come as the weather warms? Or is this spring, summer, traditional market so season a, over? You're going to see a combination of things. You're going to see, uh, I think, as as we continue to see a gradual decline in rates, people who have, who, and then are finding out they have so much more equity than they may have initially a thought, and some of them are going to find out with tax assessments that <laughs> there is a there's there's opportunity to take advantage of one the low inventory by selling the house and and 
and being able to use this equity to make a down payment and 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 hold some cash in reserves uh, that can allow them to move into that 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 step up that next property. And that's what's going to help move the needle is a combination of a declining rate market and people seeing what they have and then the time it takes to get away from, uh, look, we're clearly not going back to 3% rates. That's not going to happen. So what I does – I think everybody gets that. You, you, everybody except for the guy who's got a 3% rate? No, go. no, no. People who don't have it get it. People who, who have got it don't get it. Why would I let go of this for that? But as they see these pools of equity grow, it becomes – it's not real money until they actually pull the trigger. And if they're going to take advantage of it, what does it take to – okay, look, I built up some debt. I'm not, I don't want to refinance and stay in this house. But if I could sell my house, pay off some debt, and be somewhere else, maybe I could make sense of that. Those are the types of things that you'll see make moves from a human perspective. Chief Smith. So we've been doing this show for half an hour. That – New dropped from 90 to 81. Just as I just re refreshed everything. So when we started, there was new homes that came on the market, which was 91 and it, 90, excuse me, just dropped to 81. And my pendings went up by nine. So, like I was saying earlier, you know, things are now starting to hit that maybe sold yesterday or the day before yesterday, starting to hit that hit that market. So, to Scott's point, you know, this number just going to start fluctuating up and down, much like the interest rate. So, are we still holding? I ask this every show. Are we still predicting the five? What are you, are you still there? I mean, so you said high fours. I said like four point seven five would be a number. Uh, the the people the what. The, the big predictors are saying uh, five and a quarter by the end of the year. That seems to be like the consensus rate and into the, the, the fours uh, and into the mid to low fours uh, by end of 2024. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my prediction in the fact that, uh, you know, maybe we dip in at, uh, at one point uh, as we hit that balancing act of uh, what lands us at five and a quarter or what the, what the people who actually get paid money to make these predictions seem to think. So I've had two conversations with sellers since this morning, uh, excuse me, since Monday, um, <clears throat> direct reflection from, the, from what we did last Friday on the show, the... <clears throat> the reality of it is they are at this two to three percent, but they asked me to do an assessment of what what the value is. You know what the equity, they have a two to three percent interest rate. Yeah, is that what you're three, somewhere around three three and a quarter. Okay, right, and they're having life changes. Mm -hmm. Right, more little people coming mm -hmm. into their lives. Okay, and they want congratulations. To up, they want to move up to something bigger. Best of so, luck. It's so what we did extremely difficult. Sorry, I said best of luck. It's extremely <laughs> difficult. <laughs> well. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, but we had two little people in our house and our daughters for four days, and it's nice to have our house back. There you go. Let's put it that way. But, um, but we did the math for them, right? And we said, okay, you bought it at this. We're going to sell it at that. Here's your net proceeds. So you have this to your point. You have this amount of money, and now let's start looking at what we can buy because now we have this much cash to go ahead and do that, and the life changes and so forth and so on. And the, the fact that they had a 3% mortgage went off the table so damn fast because they were worried about where am I going to, what am I going to buy and how am I going to have my extra, like I think we're going from two to three kids, 
in this household, two households on it. So I think you're starting to see a rethinking of this. I'm staying put because of 3%. But we'll see what the generational report says. I think when life changes are really are going to be the predictor on how we're going to move forward. What do you think, Scott? I completely agree with that. Um, but at the same time, I think those people who are moving because of life change, they're going to do it no matter what. I'm talking about what, what puts more inventory on the board is the the what ifs, um, the people who's, who've who've gone and 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 see. All right, I've got this much money in theory. To what could I? How could I use that? Um, because taking the next step happens for everyone when they see changes such as uh, this tax assessment comes in and says, okay, this is how much you're going to be paying. Well, then, gosh, if I'm going to be that, that much here, how much could I, of, of equity do I have to maybe move somewhere else? And that's what starts those conversations. Um, the people who are moving for a, a need over a want, we need to get more of the wants on the board in order to solve the inventory problem. I like it. Um, this question's coming from Jonathan. Gentlemen, do you guys expect rates to get folks to list? And if they do list, how is it in particular going to impact homes that are over the jumbo market threshold? Hmm. Um, Jonathan, offer some feedback and some perspective on this. Um, Are you looking to purchase in that price point? If so, put it in the feed. I'll relay it live on air. Uh, Do you want to touch on that? And Paul McCarter has also asked me to bring up condo financing with you. That came up from a thread he and I had earlier in the week, tail end of last week, coming up again now. So, um, so I think to, to the first conversation, the first comment was legit. What I just said. I think I think the the comment came in before you got answered. it. Yeah, because um, I'm monitoring a bunch of pages. But you basically answered that question. Yes. Um, and then how does it relate to the jumbo market? Um, I think that's when we get into uh, having a professional who can He's price got a your house of just matters. under nine hundred k. Having a professional who can price your house matters. That's where I see yeah. somebody. Who, Who's who? If you've got an eight hundred thousand dollar house, but you but you think it's worth a million, and you tell her, and you've got an agent who who can't explain to you why it's not, and you put it at a million dollars, and nobody shows up for three months to try to buy it, you got to that's that's a, that those are the problems I think that we'll see um, in relation to those numbers, and that so that whether that number is eight, and then it's listed at a million, or the ones that are run at one point twos, those having the right professionals in your process are what matter. So I'm taking, I'm taking a quick look at uh, why prices matter, right? So I'm just taking a, a, a quick look as you guys were chatting on what's um, in the city of Charlottesville, to your point, and I, I won't call out the individual properties, but there's some properties in here that are north of a million bucks, or two in particular, that are between 173 and 152 days on the market. Taking a very quick look at them, again, without doing a quick, you know, a true CMA on them, they're probably overpriced, right? And I, I would think if you go ahead and drop that price down a little bit, it'll go ahead and move. The units that are uh, much smaller, much lower in, in price are only on the market for a couple of days. This comment comes in, why would anyone sell now listening to your projections? Why not just wait for the next double-digit increase? Well, 
so I'm trying to, as you guys are talking, I, I have to take a deep dive in it. But one of these generational sales, it talks about why people are moving, right? And most people move because of reasons of life events. Life events. They yeah. have to move. So it becomes death, it divorce, becomes, it more becomes kids, that. jobs. And the good thing is if you have one of these things happening in your life and you have to sell and move, my God, you're pre- depending when you bought, you're walking away with some pretty decent appreciation. So to that question, um, if you know that you have equity now, so the increase is going to happen on the property that you're also going to be trying to buy. You're saying the, the property you're buying is more expensive than when you bought yours. So while you're leaving with a bag of money. Yeah, well, someone's yeah. saying, why don't you just wait for the next increase before you buy? Because the property that you're going to be buying when you're... It's going to be more expensive. That's going to be more expensive also. No. So uh, would you rather have a, a 10% increase on a property that's worth 20% more than the one that you're buying now? So what I mean by that is if you're selling at $400,000 and you're buying at $600,000, if the increase is going to be the percentage that you're going to be gaining is greater in the $600,000 property, why not get into the $600,000 property sooner? And enjoy it. So yeah. enjoy it earlier. So along those That's lines. what you're saying. Yeah, well that and all right, let's say that you put down uh, let's say you put 10% down on the $600,000 property, but you can if you're buying sooner, you can get to the to 20% faster so that you can have mortgage insurance removed from that property rather than buying it when it's $640,000 and you you've got less to get in the game with. The only the only time it makes sense time in the market like they're talking is if you're moving out of the market to a place that is demoralized and depressed from a real estate value standpoint. If you're staying within market, it makes sense to do it right now. That's what he's saying. Yeah, or you're the boomer that's been in the house for 10 years or 20 years and you have a pocket full of cash because or if you're the millennial that's been millennial that's been in the house for two and a half three years and bought right at the beginning of COVID so it's interesting and as I'm thumbing through this and you guys are talking I had a conversation with Yvonne right and she actually volunteered if you don't mind tagging her I know she's up up taking care of little baby. I'm tagging you. But um, my friends with she, her on Facebook. We need to be friends on Facebook. Come on. <laughs> she uh, she said to me, you know, because I was talking about this report earlier this morning because I got a, the early morning phone call from her, um, and she goes, "Yeah, you know what, Dad? You and I are competing against the same thing because Yona and I is now Yona's starting to got has me like, okay, well, hold it. If this house sells for seven hundred, I've got a lot more equity in my home than I thought I had." Right, and we were start now looking at because my preference is to move into Belmont downtown, yada yada yada. I was like, "Well, hold it, hold it. This makes sense." Now I'm going to work work out with a ton of cash that I didn't think I had that I now I will have once we go ahead that thing closes, and now I've got the cash to go ahead and buy in Belmont, and my mortgage stays to a point that I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. You're happy because I bring a lot of cash, and I'm happy. You know, plus we do a, we get a loan. To follow up on it a little bit more, I had a conversation with a millennial who is getting out of the buying thing, buying game, for lack of a better term. And I said, okay, great. So you're going to go rent for a year. Let's talk about that. Right? So I've got only X amount of cash. They only have X amount of cash to put down on something. You're burning that cash. They're going to go rent at $2,500 a month for 12 months and then decide to come back into the game. And my 
point to them was, was you might as well get in the game now because you're going to burn all that cash up, whatever that thirty grand worth of cash on that. And oh, by the way, what we're looking at is going to be five, six, ten percent higher than it is now. So let's figure out a way to get into the deal now. Start building, building, building equity, and it worked. So they'll be calling you in a little while, and it worked because they said, yeah, you know, you're right. Let's get in there. If you're just tuning into the program, we led the show with Matt Neese's comment, a KWA agent, that he expects 2023 to be synonymous with 2021 from an insanity standpoint, a frenzy standpoint, a multiple offer standpoint, waiving home inspection standpoint, appraisal gap coverage standpoint. That's what his prediction of the real estate market is for this year. But we're already Keith there. and Scott have, have said, we are already here right now. So they agree with what Nice is saying. Um, so curious of your thoughts, viewers and listeners. Good morning to Jamie Turner and Neil Williamson. Thank you for hey, watching Neil. the show. Good to see you on Friday, Neil. This comment comes in from JT. Um, he says, what, are, what is the panel's thoughts on the quiet layoffs that are happening? Jamie Turner, who is, I, I, I believe, are you a government contractor, Jamie? Is that, is that right? Um, living in Culpeper? Um, he said, there's quiet layoffs happening everywhere. I can add to this. I will add to this. I haven't said this yet on the I Love Siebel show. I'll say this on Real Talk here with Keith Smith. Thank you. I've confirmed with multiple folks that are looking to get hired at Willow Tree, for example, they had job offers extended to them. And as this banking crisis became a reality, yeah. those job offers were put on ice or pulled back. We're talking in the bottom of the ninth inning here. Yeah. Um, and that's happened to multiple folks that are looking to jump on the Willow Tree train. So Jamie Turner, what are your thoughts on the layoffs impacting supply? I know we talk about being insulated from that in this area due to UVA and the government, but I can tell you that layoffs are not just in Silicon Valley. They are happening here as well. Thoughts on that? I'll, I'm on board. Let, you know, it, if it's happening, it's happening, but it's, you know, it's got to show up in jobs reports. <clears throat> but isn't that what Powell wanted to happen anyway? Like, that's the goal. That's what I've been yeah, saying. Yeah. Like His point is this. <clears throat> will that create additional inventory? And I think the response to that would be, I don't think it's going to be voluminous enough yeah. to drive the needle or move the needle. But I may be wrong. He, that's his point. Will we see new inventory come on the market because of layoffs is I, what he's asking. And you might see some come on to, on the market. I think some of those were, were, were lateral, internal lateral moves or people that are not moving from the West Coast to the East Coast. You know, you'd have to really take a deep dive into why Willow Tree is doing that. I personally think they're just like, okay, let's just take a little bit of a time Yeah, out. they're just taking a pause let's like everybody pause. else's. Let's take a pause. Let's see how this thing shakes out. Is this really a crisis or is this... Is this something the boob tube over here is telling us is a, is a crisis? Yeah, it's think, just a pause. I think it's a pause, and I think it's not going to have a huge impact on that. Much similar on Friday, we're going to have Michael Payne and, and Lloyd Snook sitting in here, because one of the questions we're going to ask, I'm going to ask them, is do they think that this upzoning is going to be a huge impact in inventory? We'll see what that answer is going to be. My, I know my answer to it. Mayor Lloyd Snook, Friday. Councillor Michael Payne Friday here, Real Talk with Keith Smith. I'm excited about it. Both running for re-election. Um, we also should highlight this, Keith. There's more folks coming to this area, even if the freezes and layoffs are happening. They're, they're re being replaced by additional potential buyers. 
coming so, to this area in numbers. Yeah, but it's this it's this boomer, right? Uh, Michael Payne shared Michael Payne, Michael Plecka, too many Michaels. A lot of peace, Michaels. Uh, shared with us larger. with this uh, Green County. Uh, open house he did a couple of weeks ago the 12 couples that came in were all out of northern virginia all all retiring out of northern virginia all cashed out of northern virginia right and moving into our marketplace we've always been like this here i've been in this marketplace since uh, the 1880s since 1987 uh, and historically at least on the building side i mean scott you used to swing a hammer for us how many people that we used to Work that we built houses had Yankee accents. Uh, that or yeah, moved in from out of out of area. That was that was what grew that entire market. That's exactly right. So that's not that's not changing. I mean, it's just it's just um, you know I, I just really don't see it see it changing. Time will tell. Time will tell. Questions, comments, put them in the feed. We want to give interstate service companies some love. A home's best friend, ISC. Interstate Service Company, proud partner of this show. This from the mayor of McIntyre. In the 2010-2011 time period, um, Obama, had, Obama made some pol policy decisions that reduced defense spending. Nobody in government knew that wa what that was until the layoffs started happening. Thank you, Bill McChesney, for uh, offering that perspective. Um, this comment has come in, what, what about people who purchased in 2021 and 2022 who now see their mortgage payments increase due to increase in taxes, due to increase in assessments? That's from Kevin Yancey. That's happening literally right now. Well, Kevin, well, Kevin that's the exact conversation I had with Coach Rateau. That's literally the exact conversation because they're um, in the middle of, of uh, contesting the other, um, the other uh, this year's tax assessed value. And once this particular unit home closes around the corner, it's going to be really hard to go ahead and start contesting that. So you're look for uh, tax assessments to go up. Now, we're it's a three-sided triangle. We talk about this all the time, right? You know, this rate and budget and so forth and so on before you actually hit your bottom line on how much cash you're paying. But it's interesting. If things shake out a certain way, my little home at Lake Monticello at the acres, I'll be paying the same amount of cash if it was in Albemarle County. If it shakes out a very specific way, I think the budget's going to be about a billion bucks in in Fulvana County, and I think they're just going to have to adjust the rate to get there. And my amount that I pay per month is going to go up. Dylan's rule. Welcome to the program on Twitter. Thank you kindly for watching the show. Scott Morris got a question on refinance. Has he seen refinance applications and business uptick? And then we'll get to Todd Rath, um, the owner of Blue Toad Hard Cider, with a comment. Refinance for Scott Morris. Uh, refinances uh, have been based that I've seen personally have been based on uh, hey I've I've got some debt on the table um, I want to take it off uh, that's it's been how can we look at this from a perspective of, perspective of what my actual cash flow looks like uh, and does this truly make sense for me right now and that's you know and I, there have been ones that I've turned away and said look you can get a home equity line of credit while well, it's going to be an outrageous rate you need much less money than placing a full reset on what you've already got so I'm not above telling you know sending some pointing someone in the right direction um, rather than uh, just letting them go through the motions to try to to get a minimum amount of money 
There you go. I want to give a shout out to Todd. That is some awesome stripers he's pulling into the boat over in Smith Mountain Lake, and he's only inspired me to try to go down there and do a little striper fishing. Todd Rapp says, the last census, 2020, the state of New York, not the city, but the state, lost one million people. Yeah. They went somewhere, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. Folks are coming here. They're flooding here. I'm seeing it in my neighborhood. That's why to the, the point that Scott and Keith continue to make, while the buyer pool from 2021, 2022 may have been 50 feet deep, it's not as deep now, but it's still 25 feet deep. You say it constantly on this show. And I literally see it firsthand on the program. He says, thank you very much, Keith Smith, Todd Rath. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, connect with you so you can hit, tell me where the spots are. I'll pull my boat over there and... Uh He'll probably lie to me. won't tell me where they are. Smith but. Mount Lake is on fire right now. Oh, yeah. 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 Is on, you doing any business over there? I don't, but I've got some friends who are down there. It's absolutely on fire right now, Keith Smith. It, it, it is, um, you know, and I'm trying to look up the United Van Lines. Um, Lake Anna, also on fire. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I know, but I, I hate glowing fish. <laughs> so I'm just saying <laughs> Seems like there's a lot more fish over by the outlet of the nuclear power plant than we're over there. But we love actually um, sneaking down to Smith Mountain, Mountain Lake. Uh, question here from Jennifer Foster. She said, can we get back to the condo financing topic? Who wants to go down what's, that road? What's the question? Uh, the difficulty to finance condos. Not necessarily. Is, not warrant um, is it warrantable? Is that the word? Yeah, warrantable, non-warrantable. We're going to have uh, full review versus uh, limited review, spots approval, spot approvals on FHAs. Uh, it, it's, it's not necessarily uh, difficult. Some will require a, a larger down payment than others um, uh, in, in an attempt to get a limited review. To the, There's just uh, – it, it's definitely not – there's a misconception, is yeah, there not? Yeah, it's, it's not the super complicated thing. Uh, there there's, can be some greater costs depending on uh, the condo questionnaire fees and, and some, some little, little things, but nothing that prevents you from going out and buying one if that's what your intent is. This is uh, Todd, you put this up, or excuse me, Paul, you put this on my radar. Um, that's why we're bringing it up now, the condo financing question. Rath, uh, before I forget, says he owns three homes at Smith Mountain Lake. He bought them in 2010. He says it's the best investment he's made, the yeah. three homes he's bought at Smith Mountain Lake. And pretty awesome fishing. So on that, on that uh, Todd's comment on New York, I pulled up the United Van Lines 2022. This is all about the inbound and outbound, how many people coming into the state of New York and how many people going out. Todd's spot on. Inbound was 38%. Outbound was 62%. So 62% of all United Van Lines moves were outbound of it number one reason for people going outbound was 32 percent for retirement 28 percent for uh family another 28 percent for um lifestyle and there's a couple other different different things versus virginia well i'll look at virginia real quick to see how todd's inbound was 52 percent outbound was 47 percent. so we're catching some of that outbound from um, New York into Virginia. Bill says, Keith, don't fish on the hot side, which is Lake Anna. <laughs> yeah. um, He's right. Ms. He's right. And Miss Foster <laughs> um, continues uh, for Scott. So the condo financing 
is not as difficult as it is made to be. It is not as difficult as it is made to be. Why is it made difficult? <clears throat> Why is the perception difficulty? Uh, because they're, depending on the, the unit, there can be some challenges uh, for when a number of owner-occupied versus investors um, and what makes them warrantable and non-warrantable. If you want to be go FHA, is it FHA approved? Um, there, that's probably misconceptions and people who don't ha- know how to navigate it are probably the, the biggest problems. There you go. Scott Morris, Ross Mortgage right there. Keith? It's also a, a you know, a great way to get into into the home ownership ladder. Um, you know, I'm just looking at what's available in condos. In it's not much, man. Not much at we, all. Yeah, we, we don't have a. There's not a it's ton. Not of much here condos. Yeah. So so back to the conversation. If you let me do this for a minute, Scott. To the conversation we're going to have on Monday, on Friday, with Michael Payne and Lloyd Snook is you know will this will this Upzoning, to use your term, going to help increase the the condo picture. But I'm right now in the city of Charlottesville because that's where the largest condo. Well, let's clear up. Which will the upzoning create more condos? Create create more. You want to say condos or more, more units? More units in, in, in general. The diversity of units. Okay. Okay. Right? Understood. The diversity. The diversity. Of diversity units, I like that. The diversity of units, right? Is it is it is it going to be? I'm going to take one lot and turn it into a duplex, or am I going to take one lot and turn it into a small condo, right? Or am I going to go ahead and do, uh, you know, what whatever we we uh, we talk about this whole missing middle thing all the time? But condos right now, actives, um, I mean, it's not much better. There's 11. There's one at 285. Is this city of Charlottesville? City of Charlottesville. Okay. There's one. Thank you. There's city of Charlottesville. One at one, one at 285, and it tops off at um, two million eight hundred and seventy-four dollars. You on got the, one at what? The, on the market for fourteen hundred and fifty-one days. You got a nice one at on in Walker Square at three seventy-five. A two-bedroom, two-bath. And it's really interesting. I mean, if I'm in my mid-twenties, early thirties, I'm all over this one. Uh, Walker Square is great, and the uh, the condo. Where was fees, the two million pl- two million plus at? Uh, I mit- switched into something else here, sir. I just wanted to take a look at the history of that Walker Square's condo, just to see where it, where it first sold. I got that for you. Yeah, um, uh, as you know, my end's a little bit more clunky. The uh, three seventy five Walker um, Square unit. Has mainly been an investment yeah, property and has been listed up. for rent for years. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So you're it, buying an investment property. You're here. buying an investment property, right? Yeah. Um, but you're talking from 2009 to 2022 appreciation assessment appreciation to uh, 2009 263,700. 2022, 314,000. Why does it? Why does the appreciation? Someone's made this point. The appreci- the appreciation for the condo attached property does not keep pace with single-family detached, with R1. I think a lot of that has to do with the dirt portion of it. You have to really take a look at pulling the, the land out because with a condo, you, you, you buy a unit, you don't buy the land, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's generally the, the, rule, the rule of thumb. But I, I remember selling not too long ago, you know, five or six years ago, uh, this same unit for under two hundred thousand dollars. So to make make a long story short, they've increased quite a bit. But I love this concept. They're el- they're not that building is not elevated. You have to walk up a set of stairs 
to get in it. So, you know, but you can walk to eating, you can walk to um, the hospital. Most of these units that I help folks buy for, we're renting out to nurses, travel nurses, and stuff like that. Michael Fisher of Ross Mortgage watching the program hey, right Michael. now. Fish, what's up, He man? wants a hot take from Scotty Moe at this moment. Fish, welcome to the program. At this moment? He wants a hot take from Scotty Moe. Fish Ooh. does. Uh, hot take on a condo is, is no, on anything. value? Okay. He says, good. I want a hot take from Scott Morris. Ooh, baby. A uh, hot take right now is uh, what are you doing for competition to improve your situation? Are you saving more money? Are you exploring all of your options? Uh, if you're uh, a veteran, are you taking full advantage of the what a VA loan offers as far as being able to go zero down and be able to show that you can compete in this market. Um, I've got uh, an offer that is dying to be made, but they're looking at some very distressed properties uh, and, it, and trying to keep realistic expectations that these couldn't be financed with a, a normal conventional loan, much less uh, a VA loan, but that the struggles aren't so much... Uh, appraisal related or, or, or any more normal finance related, but in the fact that a property has to be in a livable condition in order to finance it. Um, with VA, uh, it's really, we're just looking for safety items uh, and some very minimal condition things. You can go out and buy 90% of the properties that we see sold with a VA loan. So I'm going to kind of go. That's a good take right that's, there. That's you a, like that fish? That's that is a good take of it. As two vets in the room, we we love it. Like, do not like when VA loans get discounted very quickly by the seller, which burns my bubble a little bit on that end of it. But that's a different story. But back to the condo thing. So what you're going to start seeing in the new construction world, it's starting, Stanley Martin, one of our wonderful sponsors, are actually starting to do this. They're doing kind of a modified condo, two-story condo. So you have a unit below and you have a unit unit above. So it's a condo environment. Um, and they're start doing they're doing that because they can get a little bit more density in these projects. That like a less than four unit uh, one, two, three, four, five, five side by side units, one okay. unit on the bottom level, one unit on the upper level, right? And you know that, that certain of them are going to start hitting the market in some of the areas around here. But that's how we're getting creative. The, the, the private sector is getting created, creative to create units. So you're going to start seeing condos being a little bit more in it. And we've got condo product, right? We can, we can help folks. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about, is there any differences? That, what, how does that process work from a lender's perspective? Uh, so there is a little bit of penalty and rate. Um, there's uh, some loan level price adjustments. They don't, which goes back to kind of like, why aren't they considered uh to see it, why, why don't they appreciate as well as single family? Um, I think that's that's part of what uh, investors um, price in to, to where these penalties and Fannie and Freddie where these penalties come from. Not that they're necessarily higher risk, but that uh, they don't appreciate as much in value. Uh, that's something to take in consideration. But the main thing is, if it's if they're out there and uh, you want to go buy it, let's make sure that 
you know, if it's something that you have to put 10% down on that we have, that you have the funds to do it, um, let's see what they're coming to market for and what else is out there as far as uh, uh, what you qualify for. We want to serve what's best for you um, in each individual situation, not maybe just that there's a condo, let's go try to buy it. There you go. Johnny Ornalis, hello. Hey, Johnny. How's it going, buddy? John Blair, hello. Welcome to the program. Thank you kindly for joining us. Put comments in the feed. Mustache Dan Pettit, welcome to the show. Join us with uh, some discussion, if you may. Keith Smith. So I'm looking at, I'm back on this generational thing and, and back to what Matt Neese was talking about, 21 and 22, and I'm looking at the United um, um, inbound to age group. So in 2022, it was 52% was over the age of 55. I'm doing some quick math right now. So uh, that has jumped up year over year uh, 3%. So it was 49%. So we're starting to see more of back to the boomer concept, more of the boomers coming in and the millennials are kind of dropping off, dropping off a little bit. I was just curious uh, to to double check that on how it jives with some of the the national national numbers on this. David says everything you have said confirms what you've been saying all along. The first time home buyer has little to no chance. Yeah. Unless you've got a pot of cash. I mean, I, I think that's a little harsh. I think we're still I'm still getting first time buyer uh, offers accepted. Uh, but where? In the hot areas or in the areas out on the edges? or It depends on uh, the property. Yeah. Uh, He's paying 2300 a month in rent. I right mean, now. first-time buyers aren't, aren't buying $600,000 properties, but... Uh, about to start buying $400,000. They're about property. to start buying $400,000 properties, but uh, what, are we, what are we calling a hot area? You know, if it's... Uh, I, investors aren't scooping up the... The 375 properties. Um, Agreed, 100%. So they're not competing against that. Yes. That's the big uh, difference between 2021, by the way. Yeah. So we're, you know, we're, there were, when there were 325 and rates were lower, that was a, that was a big problem. Um, and it's not like investors aren't buying, but they're looking for, everybody's out hunting for a deal again versus just buying everything that comes to market. So if you're a first time buyer and you're trying to get in, there's still options for you. You're not dead. It's just a little more difficult. I think that's a very overdramatic uh, characterization of the situation. So what, what first-time home buyers, at least the ones that I'm working with on it, are coming to the real... Your daughter. Well, plus others, are coming to the realization of it. Two, two things. And this is what I want to talk about, the 203 program, because this is, I think, going to be impactful going forward. A, they're at the moment are saying, okay, I don't want to renovate. I don't want to upgrade. I want to buy a house that has all the updates done, built in the 40s, 50s, or 60s, whatever it is. Well, the problem is those are the ones that are getting outbid. Those are the ones that people are bringing cash. Okay, guys, we've got location, price, nailed down. We've got the features, but we've got to work on the condition, right? Or there was one that we looked at that literally has the wiring has not been updated since 1920 in the house. 1920, right? Um, so we're starting to have this conversation about, okay, great, guys. So what is this going to look like? All right, 
nobody's bidding on this because other folks don't want to don't want to do the work. Okay, what does it look like to do the work, to do the hard lift? So talk about the loan product that can help these buyers. So if we're going to get day. a renovation loan or specifically an FHA 203K, um, I, for, for everybody, let's call best practice, um, getting a contractor that's going to walk through with you uh, to get an idea of what your total costs are going to be. And then from there, we'll get a HUD consultant to go with the contractor uh, to take a look at the scope of the work and then generate a breakdown of materials and labor on the cost of repairs. Um, we're going to close it on an as-is price for the what it's being sold at and that's agreed upon in the contract, and you're going to put a down payment based on the subject to value of what the property is going to be worth and how much you're going to finance in for renovations for a total loan amount. Um, now, this gives you a lot of opportunities, um, especially for the fact that uh, if we're continuing to see in a, a, an environment we're appreciating in, if this work's complete in six months, and then in two years, the value that you have on the house versus what it's then worth um, gives you the, a lot of opportunity to possibly refinance, have mortgage insurance removed, um, it, you know, or you're building a step up um, years down the road. So back to your back to your point, and push back a little bit on Jerry's point. Uh, we usually ask, you know, you know, at the closing table before the closing table. So you know, tell me about the process, yada yada yada. And inevitably, there's a few people that say, oh, but inevitably, usually they'll lose a bunch of deals. And the one that they get, they will always say nine times out of ten, I'm glad I got this one, not that one. Yeah, do, right. do you experience that? So I explain all the time. And, and it's one generally of the, life. So everything that you uh, everything that you've lost was in the last place, you know, it was in the last place I looked. Um, or or if my wife goes. Hey, honey, I lost my wallet. Well, where did you leave it? Well, yeah. if I knew where I left it. Right. <laughs> uh, yesterday or two days ago, well, this was Monday evening, I left the keys in my locker, literally in the locker, like on the door, oh, yeah. hanging from the door in the lock. I came by the next day, 20 hours later, and they were still there. Good, nice. bunch of good people. Yeah, that says something about the place, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, they were still there, and everything was in my locker. Good, good. It people. made me... Uh, Feel, feel about reassured people. about society, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know, people. So people, yeah, people on people are a lot better than every hundred percent than that freaking thing. Hundred percent that freaking thing. Well said. So I tell people all the time, you know, just because you you think that this one is the one and you don't get it, it there'll be another the one. I promise you. Um, and and to your point, uh, people are generally happy that. Where they end up is what worked out. For and sure. better uh, deal, better yeah, features, yeah. better neighborhood, better everything. Oh my God, I'm glad I decided to wait. I try to explain it this way. I don't know if this makes any sense, but I'll give it a shot anyway. It's kind of like the slot machine, right? And you're putting quarters in, or whatever you do, quarters in. You're pulling the thing, you're not doing it. You walk away, and Smith walks in and puts a quarter in and pulls it down and wins the whole thing, right? You gotta be in the game to win. To go ahead and do that, and uh, at least my daughter and I came to an understanding on that term, on that thing. But that's kind of like what it is, you know. You got to stay in the game. You got to keep on pushing. You got to keep on putting those quarters, or whatever they are, dollars. I don't even know. I've, I, Bitcoin, what? Bitcoin, <laughs> crypto. 
Um, Katie Pearl on Scott Morris's Facebook page. Katie Pearl, Pearl um, Scott Morris would be a valuable, valuable, valuable resource to you and your clients. I, I think you're finding that out. Um, she says, first-time homeowners can still buy. They just need to be flexible in terms of what home they there get their go. feet wet in. Well said, KTP. Absolutely. And then you have to have this conversation. Okay, guys, we got to love when you watch the show, KTP. If we're multiple boards and we're competing, we got to talk about, you know, this is where trusted advisors and teamwork, right? Number six, who's, on, who's part of your team matters, right? To have the conversation. Okay, guys, let's sit down and talk about what waiving or for informational purposes only or pass or fail home inspection looks like, right? And, you know, am I doing an FHA loan? Am I doing a VA loan? Is there any additional protections in that if we weigh that? So you have to get super creative to go ahead and get. I'm not saying, you know, we're not crossing any lines here, but this is all about educating the buyer. And it's the same with the seller. Like to, to replay the conversation I had with the seller was like, well, I'm at 3%. I got a life-changing event. I can't fit in my house any longer. What the hell am I going to do? He said, okay, time out. Let's sit at the kitchen table and do some math. And they realized, oh, my God, I've got this pot of money left. It's okay, now let's take this pot of money and apply it to this home that you want to buy. And you know what? The math isn't that far off. It was an extra 100 bucks a month or something like that because they took all that equity and they transferred it over into to, a down payment into on a, a down payment on a home. And they've got, they're looking at a bigger home, better neighborhood, for a few hundred, whatever, I think it was like $100, $150 a month more. And that's how you play the game. I got a question for you. What you got? You got Lloyd Snook and Michael Payne on the show on Friday. Mm. Mayor Lloyd Snook, Friday show, 10.15 a.m. Counselor Michael Payne, Friday show, 10.15 a.m. What questions do you want us to ask them? Great, great. I don't even know what to uh, punt. What questions do you want us to ask them? So I'm going to jump in on that one. Let's ask the feed. What questions do you want us to ask Mayor Snook and Councillor Michael Payne? And somewhere, because I've already got questions from other folks sending in. I've got a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of questions. Not from us, but these are from viewers and listeners to go ahead and do that. So please please drop them in to either my uh, DM or Jerry's or anybody's on one of our uh, many feeds, DMs. And uh, what questions do you want to get asked? The wheels are turning over there. Come on. I think of one. I've got nothing. I'm happy to pass anything along. I like, uh, I trust your judgment. Um, The upzoning one is going to be a good one. The re-election is a good one. Right now, there's only three people for three spots. Scuttlebutt says Fenwick's in the pot. It's kind of early. Well, I know he's in the pot because I saw him walking around trying to get... The signatures? The signatures. All yeah. right, so we'll go four. Let's say yeah. Cooper, Deshaun Cooper, Bob Fenwick, he, Michael Payne, Lloyd Snook. On Saturday at the, uh, after the 10 mile, we went to the uh, Ix for, uh, Farmer's Market, and he was walking around asking folks for, for signatures. So I, I suspect he'll get his number and will be um, on the docket to say on that. But, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be the first of many um, Roundtables we're going to be doing on Fridays. Start bringing in these elected officials. You know, we've got Dave Norris and Bellamy Brown on up on deck, and and we're just going to bump into Sally Hudson at the event on Friday. Except she wants to come on in because she's running. So we're, we're going to start stacking our Fridays up with these coffee with elected officials, candidates, and start you know this one and a half hour or one whatever we're doing ninety minutes long format is going to make a difference. 
Scott Morris. Any closing thoughts? Um, closing thoughts, kind of, you know, we know it's challenging out there, um, you know, if you're making cash offers. Um, I talked to uh, two friends of mine uh, who were making very good over offer, uh, over over list price offers, and and didn't win because yep. they weren't willing to waive a few inspect. Yep. There were some things that they wanted in place, um, but couldn't get there. So the inventory level makes it challenging. Uh, the the number of, of buyers that we have also makes it challenging. But if you keep going to the well, you will draw water. Trust your people. Trust the process. Um, and we'll, we'll find a plan that works. All set, Scott. Terms matter, right? It's not necessarily about cash because we've got the same thing. Yeah, we've but, lost. I mean, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't feel forced to, to give up everything to get in a place and be exposed to greater – if, you know. if you want to get in and if you love the house – Yes. Right. Terms are going but to matter. Operate at your own level of risk Absolutely. until you found that maybe that just will not work. Um, then, then you can go redraw a plan. So I found, uh, particularly recently, but over the years, everybody starts with their top ten, right? Whatever their top ten is. Then, as time goes on, it drops to nine. It drops to eight. And at some point, there's a magic number of of their top reasons of moving or their top needs into buying a home and they settle somewhere around whatever number they are comfortable with. But terms do matter because we're losing cash deals for the same thing. Uh, you know, they don't, they didn't want to waive certain inspections and so forth and so on. We actually flipped one into getting another one to win because we brought an appraise, uh, excuse me, we brought a um, home inspector with us to go ahead and do that. But the wrap up on my end of it, and maybe this is a poor analogy, but keep on pulling that lever on that slot machine because you will win eventually. Um, the questions are coming in fast and furious. Um, Neil says, "Will keep, will keep, keep his mustache." I think. Oh. Keith, I think Keith may win this bet, Neil. Oh, 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 oh. So no, I think that was the question to ask. Yeah, there's uh, snook and paint. Yeah, We've got other ones coming in, like this one for the mayor of McIntyre. Do Councillor Snook and Payne do they ever consider a tax rate equalization? No. Oh, this yeah. one from Greenwood. The mayor of Greenwood, what could you have done differently to keep Charlottesville businesses alive during the height of COVID? A lot of folks are asking the topic I covered yesterday about CRHA buying the Dogwood Properties portfolio, 74 homes. Yeah. The Dogwood Properties portfolio owned by Woodard Properties. Yeah. And where that $5 million private donor zero interest loan is coming from? Well... Here's my answer to that. I would have loved the land trust to get that money. Five million dollars, zero interest loan. I had actually. I am having a com, I'm having a text conversation with several candidates for the state level about this very thing. That if if and I'll have math for this. I've, I've actually this is on my question list, but I'm actually going to have math for this uh, for Friday about if the land trust got five million bucks, how many homes, how many permanently financed. Permanently affordable homes we could put in our city. Katie Pearl asking a question as well. They're coming in fast and furious. There you go. Dan Pettit's going to watch Friday. He says he'll buy your house for seven hundred grand in the feet. No, he won't. Then he says, no, "Only he kidding. <laughs> no, Only kidding." No, Although Dan, you did see the home three or four do doors down from Keith's that went under contract. Well, no, 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 it's not. It's not there yet. It's pending. Is it not pending? No, I, I haven't. You looked. I didn't have a chance to look. I don't okay. think I don't think it's pending yet. 
Multiple offer, though. Keith Smith, real well, talk. We, I know Keith we Smith. lost an offer. I know that much. So. Well, we know it was multiple offer. Yeah, correct. Um, real Talk with Keith Smith, archived at realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Scott Morris, Ross Mortgage's finest. Scott Morris, he's the guy you should call if you're looking for a mortgage, guys. Scott Morris at Ross Mortgage. Judah Wickhauer, I Love C will show up in 57 minutes. I'm looking quickly. It's still active. You still have, I was doing a 11 Fleetwood Drive is still Yeah, active. yeah, yeah. So I, I would imagine as much of negotiations going on, it'll be a while. Still before. active and on the MLS. Yeah, it'll be a while. Before. Thank you kindly for joining us, guys. So long. There's one at 800 in there. Not at the Acres. That's no, a, not at the that's Acres. That's a waterfront. That's a yeah, waterfront. Maple Vale.